Hi, friends. Happy Magical Monday. I'm TJ. And I'm Courtney. We are so excited that you're joining us today. Um, today we're talking about a really fun movie that I have, uh, I had never seen before. Yes, I like this movie a lot. We're talking about Hocus Pocus. Yes. TJ watched it for the first time this week. Yes. And how did you feel about it? I really liked it. Um, it hit the 90s nostalgia vibe for me for sure. Mm. I love like the... Uh, like just the like the classic like trick or treating like in, yeah. the, in the whole movie. And I love how like the town like you know really got into it. It's super fun. Yeah. Um, but it was a fun movie. I'm really I'm really glad that we watched this one. I'm glad I'm glad that um, I'm glad we did it. And I'm actually really excited to watch the second one. <gasps> Me too. That just came out. Okay. You want to kick us off with a uh, plot summary, my dear? Yes, I will kick us off. Okay. On October 31st, night. I'm sorry. 16. 1693. In Salem, Massachusetts, Thackeray Binks witnesses his little sister Emily being whisked away to the woods by the Sanderson sisters, three witches named Winifred, Sarah, and Mary. Binks confronts the witches but fails to save Emily and her life force is drained, making the witches young again. After that, Binks is transformed into a black cat by the witches, cursed to live forever with his guilt for not saving Emily. Having been alerted by Binks's friend Elijah, the townsfolk arrest the sisters for the murder of Emily. Before the Sanderson sisters are hanged in the town square while denying any knowledge of what happened to Thackeray, Winifred casts a curse that will resurrect the sisters during a full moon on All Hallows' Eve if a virgin lights the black flame candle in their cottage. Binks decides to guard the cottage so no one can bring the witches back to life. Three centuries later, on October 31st, 1993, uh, Max Dennison reluctantly takes his younger sister, Danny, out trick-or-treating, where they meet Max's new crush, Allison. I want to preface this. Um, Max, Danny, and his whole family are new to Salem. They're from California. Yes. And uh, they reference this a lot in the movie. That's why I feel like adding it to the plot. Um, the three visit the... Um, the former Sanderson Cottage, now on now an abandoned museum where Max inadvertently resurrects the witches. The witches attempt to suck the soul of Danny, but Max comes to her rescue, escaping. Max comes to her rescue, escaping. Max steals Winifred's uh, spell book on advice from the immortal cat Binks. He takes the group to an old cemetery where they are protected from the witches since it is hallowed ground. The witches eventually catch up to them at the cemetery where Winifred um, raises her unfaithful lover, Billy Butcherson, from the grave and sends him after the children. He's like this really comical, like Frankenstein zombie character that walks around for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Hilarious. Yes. Um, with his like lips sewn together. Yeah, there's another. Maybe we'll look that up after. There's like a story as to why that happened. Like a really small, like side story. He did something, and so she sewed his lips together. He, um, they get into it more in the second movie, but he, um, was also flirting with Sarah, and right. Well, Sarah flirts with everyone. Yes, she's very. She's a little airheady and flirty. She is. Yes, she is. She is. But so. Winifred didn't like that, so she... So she sewed his lips yeah. together. I also feel, before you move on with the plot, I do feel the, 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 to add a little bit of backstory to the plot. So Max and Danny and his whole family moved here from California, and um, to kind of add to the whole plot of the story, like, Max is kind of going through a lot of, like, the growing pains that come with moving to a new city. He's getting picked on a lot. 
Um, he's getting bullied by these. They steal his shoes. Like that. They didn't mention that in this class. Yeah, he doesn't understand why everyone's obsessed with like Halloween and right. this. Like Sanderson it. sisters. Like he doesn't get like the history of Salem. So he's just kind of outcast in that way. He is, and he's really upset that he moved. And then um, he he very reluctantly takes his sister out trick or treating. Um, and the whole city's like crazy about Halloween. And he really doesn't care about it. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, cool. back to the plot. Um. So. The witches pursue the children across town using Mary's enhanced sense of smell. One of Fred reveals that the spell brought them back, that the spell that brought them back only works on Halloween, and unless they can suck the life out of at least one child, they will turn to dust when the sun rises. After luring them to the high school, the children trap the witches in a pottery kiln and burn them alive. However, whilst the children are celebrating, the witch's curse revives them again. Yes. Not realizing the witches have survived, Max and Allison open the spell book, hoping to reverse the spell on Binks. The open spell book reveals the location of the group, and the witches track them down, kidnap Danny and Binks, and recover the spell book. Sarah uses her singing to lure Salem's children to the Sanderson cottage. Max and Allison free Danny and Binks by tricking the witches into believing that sunrise was an hour early. Thinking that they are done for, the witches panic and pass out, allowing Max, Danny, Allison, and Binks to escape. Yes. Then back at the cemetery, Billy catches up to the children, um, takes Max's knife and cuts his stitched mouth open and insults Winifred before joining the children against the witches. The witches attack from the air and snatch Danny. Winifred attempts to use the last vial of potion to suck the soul of Danny, but Binks knocks the potion out of her hand, which Max catches and promptly drinks, forcing the witches to take him instead of Danny. The sun starts to rise just as Winifred is about to finish draining Max's life force. In the ensuing struggle, Allison, Danny, and Billy fend off Mary and Sarah. Max and Winifred, struggling in the air, fall onto the hallowed ground in the cemetery, causing Winifred to turn into stone. As the sun finishes rising above the horizon, Mary and Sarah are disintegrated into dust along with Winifred's stone body. The witch's death breaks Binks' curse, allowing him to finally die and freeing his soul, reuniting him with Emily as they both head off into the afterlife while Billy returns to his grave asleep. One of Fred's spellbooks spell book opens its eye once more, revealing that it is still alive, indicating that the witches could possibly return again someday. The end. The end. Yes. What are your initial thoughts on this movie? <laughs> not initially you've seen it before but like what are your thoughts um i think it's a really cute movie i think there's obviously things in it that are outdated because it's like a classic 90s movie oh i love it though i love the outdated things it, may, it reminds me because i was born in 91 and so i was like a baby but like all the movies that so like you can attest to this because you were born in 96 um like when you even back then like before it's like cell phones and things were like everything was instantaneous yeah. like the lion king came out and like you know and toy story came out in like 95 and stuff like that like in the early 90s but like yeah. kids watch those movies into the 2000s because we didn't have like it wasn't instantaneous like yeah you, you might not watch a movie for a couple of years like it would come out in theaters and you buy it on vhs you keep it and you watch it because there was there wasn't a lot of tv shows on there wasn't like disney plus to stream everything on um and so like this is one of those movies that like even though it came out in the 90s it was still so nostalgic and yeah i feel like people just watched it over and over again people still watch it over and over again yeah. Yeah. It's very nostalgic. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I really did. That's good. I'm glad. I was scared I that you weren't were. going to like it. 
Well, it's very cheesy. Um, yeah. I like it. This is, I mean, I think, I mean, honestly, overall, it's a better movie than Haunted Mansion, the one we did two weeks back. Yeah. But um, it gave me the similar vibes, though. Like, I liked the, um, I kind of liked how quirky it was and how yeah. and how uh, cheesy it was. And, like, it's just like a fun, like, I, I call these movies, I think I mentioned it before, I call these, like, popcorn flicks, where it's like, you just want to pop, pop a bag of popcorn and, and, and turn the lights down low and then, you know, just just watch the, um, watch the nostalgic Halloween movie and, like, it just makes you smile and laugh. Yeah. It's really fun. Um, I liked it a lot. You've seen this movie a lot, though, right? Yeah, I've watched it a couple of times. Um, I feel like it's a really classic, good, like, just fun Halloween movie. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's really good. I really like um, that it was directed by Kenny Ortega, who also directed the High School Musical series movies. Yeah. Um, and I just think that he's great. He's a good director. Obviously, don't actually know because never met him or worked with him. But the movie, he, the movies he directs are pretty good. So I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, I get what you mean. Like you like people, you're just like, well, the things that you make bring me joy. Yeah. Or you must be a lovely person. <laughs> yeah. yeah at least good. he. I mean, he's good at what he does. He's as from this. what it seems, you know, yeah, from no, what we see on the screen. I like that. Um, all right, cool. You want to go into our questions? Yeah, ask the first one. So, a favorite character. I'll let you go first. Okay. Out of the three Sanderson sisters, who is your favorite? Out of three Sanderson, my favorite? Yeah. I stinking love Sarah. I do too. She's my favorite. She's so funny and quirky and weird. And like, like when it starts raining and she just like opens her mouth, like it's wide as possible and sticks her tongue out. And she's just like, you know, she's like a little kid. Yeah. She reminds me of like the little kid Danny that's like his Max's little sister. She's like that. She's just like She's just like so like childlike. um very childlike. Yeah. I think I almost feel like I don't she- know if it's the same scene that you're talking about, but it's like after they leave their cottage, they're they discover roads for the first time and she's like, It looks like a black sea. They make her go first. And they make her go first yeah. and it's just asphalt, obviously. Yeah. And so um she jumps on it and she's like jumping up and down on it like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was just fun. Like, she just is so... And I, obviously, because they're not from this century or the 1900s, because it's not the 1900s anymore, (laughs) but um, they're from a really long time ago. The 1600s, yeah. So... It's been exactly 300 years in the movie, 1600s. I I don't think they're from the 1600s, though. Oh, yeah. They're probably way back. But yeah, the movies, the opening scene is in 1693. You're right. They've probably been around for a long time. You know what I thought was cool about Sarah, too, is she's played by Sarah Jessica Parker. And um, so Sarah, Sarah, like, she actually got to go by her real name, which I think is always fun for, it's probably fun for an actor, right, when they get to do that. But I actually like Sarah Jessica Parker. I actually have not seen a lot of movies that she's been in, but every movie that I've seen her in, she's been really good. I also would like to um, just call out while we're talking about them. Um, um, Kathy, um, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, Najimi, and then uh, Bette Midler, who was really famous and is really famous. Um, they were really well casted as the Sanderson sisters. Yes, they were. And they all committed to the roles really well. Um, I'll say my least favorite Sanderson sister, and then I want you to do the same. You can do favorite, least favorite. My yeah. least favorite was definitely Winifred, like the main one. She is like, she's actually, she's the one that's actually kind of evil. Like, I feel like if Sarah and Kathy were like witches by themselves, they would, I don't say they would be good witches, but I don't think they would do anything evil either. I think they would just kind of not really get anything accomplished because they're so goofy. Yeah. Like, they need Winifred to like, you know. I feel like happen. they're just like the perfect example of like ignorance is bliss yeah 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 yeah. they really are especially sarah but like 
like um, Mary's the same way. She's just yeah. like, like. Da, 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 da. I smell children. I smell children. I don't know what to do. Uh, what about you? Who's your favorite Sanderson sister? So mine is also Sarah. Yeah. I think my least favorite is also Winifred. Yeah. She's just. <laughs> I just like, think she's kind of the worst. She's mean. <laughs> she just wants to like suck the souls out of children. It's kind of uh, sad. It is kind of sad. All right. Who is your favorite character in the movie? Um, like outside of. Well, my favorite character isn't one of the Sanderson sisters. Okay, who's your favorite? Max. I like Max. I also like I, his sister Danny a lot too. I really like Danny and I really like Binks. I like Binks too. I like the three of them, honestly. Honestly, I like Allison too. Like the four the four like the the the, the uh, quartet of like main characters that are like kind of going through. I like them together. Yeah. They're great. They're really fun. But I think Max is my overall favorite character. Yeah, I would agree. What about your least favorite? Least favorite. Um, probably, honestly, probably, probably Winifred, which I'm kind of shocked that I'm saying that because she's one of the main, main characters. But like, I think, I think she's probably my least favorite character. I just feel like that she, um, as funny as she is, she's like the only one, like, like I said before, the other Sanderson sisters don't really seem like they're like up to no good all the time. Like, honestly, Maybe maybe marry a little bit, but like I think if Sarah was a witch by herself, I think she'd actually be a good witch. I think she would be like, yeah. She just doesn't seem like she really wants to do bad things. She seems like she wants to flirt with boys and. <laughs> yeah, and I think they even like don't really know how powerful, good or bad, they could be because really they just do whatever Winifred tells them. Right, and they like see her as like the leader. We're supposed to follow her, and they don't ask questions. They don't do anything. They just follow her lead blindly. Yes. Which is, uh, but yeah, which is always dangerous. Do I agree with you? I think that they just like she just says something and they do it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So I think I think that Winifred is my is my uh, least favorite, but um, beautifully played by Bette Midler, though very well. Oh done. yeah. What about you? Who's your least favorite? I think my least favorite is. Um, I would agree. Winifred is one of my least favorites. I also really just don't like. Um, is it Max's parents? Yeah, they're funny though. They're just like, I don't know. Like if I feel like my obviously don't have kids, so literally can't relate. Yeah. But just like trying to put myself in their shoes, like if my kids came and like sought me out in the town when we were at some like random party and they were like concerned because something was wrong, I would probably be like, oh, that seems a little out of character. Something probably is wrong. Yeah, even though it seemed like f- super far-fetched. But it's also Halloween night, so they're probably thinking like they're trying to play a trick on us. Like, True. it's it's a weird, it's like a weird thing. I kind of understood why they like, didn't listen to them, but I agree with you. Like, the kids were not, the kids were genuinely scared. Yeah, especially because yeah. like knowing that Max is like not about this Salem history situation with the Sanderson sisters and like witches and all these things. Like he just, um, which is funny because he's the one that like starts it, like actually kicks it all off by accident because he's trying to prove that it doesn't exist. Yeah, he's like this is all stupid, and then he like he's the he one lights that, like, the candle because he's a virgin. <laughs> which, <I was> like, <laughs> which, uh, we haven't talked about that yet, but that's like super hilarious. You know what's yeah. funny is like that was a big deal like back then and even today. And I wanted to talk about it a little bit, so I'll talk about it now. But like, you know, for whatever reason, like guys just have like this stigma. Like when they start becoming a teenager, that like it's embarrassing to admit that you're a virgin. Um, and so they really did like kind of a, 
I don't know, kind of a good job of addressing it, I thought. And like, you know, he just, you know, was like, yeah, I'm a virgin. <laughs> virgin lit the candle and they just kept, he was like, can everybody please shut up? Like, I'm tired of hearing this. I thought it was funny. Yeah, it's funny. He didn't think it was that funny. I just, I don't know. I think talking about virgins and sex things are weird. Oh, yeah, you do. You <laughs> I get, get a little cringy. She does. All right, we'll move past it. I mean, just like, if you want to talk about it, talk about it. But like, also, like, I just, I'm just not an open person. No, no, like, I know. I don't like talking about intimate or vulnerable things. I know. No, I just thought it was funny because like he kept having to like, <laughs> like, especially Danny kept like hammering the point home throughout the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> he had to like, he had to like say it like over and over again. Yeah. That was really funny. Um, For sure. Favorite scene. Ugh. Okay. I, I don't know if it's my favorite. It's just the one that's sticking out in my mind right now. When Binks gets run over by the, um, by the bus and they're all sad and he's like flattened and then like it takes a few seconds, but then he like reinflates himself. Yeah. And they're like, well, what's happening? I don't know. I just thought it was like cute. It is cute. It's funny. And it goes to show like he, uh, he, like the spell, like that was cast was like, you're going to live yeah. yeah, as a cat forever. And so he like doesn't die, um, which is funny. Um, I think one of my favorite scenes, not to be too sappy, but is like after they think the Sanderson's are gone. Oh, and they're like laying in the in his I, bed and I, like Allison asleep. and Max are like cuddled up, and yeah. then Binks and Danny are cuddled up. And it's she, a really sweet scene. And then after they think that she's gone, Binks is about to go back to the woods, and Danny's like, "No, you're not gonna live by yourself anymore. You're our cat. You're now. our cat now." And Max is like, "Yeah, come on." And like he goes back with them, and he like he snuggles up with Danny, and they like he's yeah, like he has really a home, sweet. like he has a home, and it's like really really sweet. Yeah. Because like agree. even though he's a cat and we're reviewing him as a cat, like he was a human. He was actually a real person. Yeah. He didn't have a home for a long time, 300 years. It's just crazy. Yeah. And um, he sit there and watch all of his family die. I know. And, which and, is really sad. Well, it even showed, like, he tried to, like, it, after his, uh, they, they hung the witches, he tried to, like, rub up on his dad's leg. And they, they think cats are, like, evil and gross. So he's a black cat. They yeah. made him a black cat of all cats. And so. So that he would be outcast. Yeah. It was really sad. Really sad. Yeah. What about uh, least favorite scene? Um, Least favorite scene... Oh. I don't mind. I can go first. You go first. Even though it was like sweet because he got to see his sister again. Um, when Binks, when Binks like dies, it made me so sad. Because then, yeah. then he goes like they get he gets to say bye to them and he goes to be with his sister again, but it made me sad. I just don't know. You don't know what. I don't know. Did they like he is he really dead? Yes, like he like he died. It became a ghost and he went to go be with his sister. Okay. <laughs> what is your least favorite scene? Um Okay. I really don't like in the beginning when Emily dies. Or Yeah, that was dark. I forgot about that. That was really dark. Um when the Sanderson sisters are hung. I just mm, obviously you don't really see them. Yeah. The you opening. just see their feet. Yeah. But it still is like, I just, I don't know. I just don't really appreciate it that well or that much. Like, I don't know. I just feel like it's a really, excuse me. Um, I don't know. 
obviously it was the 90s and it was a different time, but I just don't think like now that like doing a scene where people are hung is great. Like kid appropriate? Yeah. I was about to say, there's some movies now they make that are way more gory than that. So I, I know. I just feel like it's insensitive. As a kid's movie, yes. Like, there's other movies, like, like I watched one today, um, Outlaw King, where, like, there's a, a part, like, huge scenes in the movie, a historical movie, right? People getting hung and drawn and quartered. Um, it's just part of the movie. Um, that's important. But Hocus Pocus was a kid's movie. I agree with you. I don't think it should have been. I mean, like, it wasn't, like, in The Haunted Mansion. Where yeah, they, like, too. actually, like, showed him hanging there. Like, you just saw their feet. So, like, it's a little bit different, but still, it's, like, not... Yeah, Great. I agree. I agree. What about you? What's your least favorite scene? I already said it. When Big dies. Oh yeah, you're right. Sorry, I forgot. You're good. <laughs> um, favorite song? I think is a slam dunk. There's only one song. Oh, I put a spell on you. Yeah, it's actually really like catchy. It is really catchy. I was actually, I think I was singing it today. I sing today. it all the time now since we watched the movie. Saturday. Yeah, Monday. it's really what catchy. I, I don't know. And she puts the spell on them, and like they have to dance for like the, like until they die, basically. Um, and then at the very end of the movie, um, like in the credits scene, like all the parents like come out of the dance. They're like exhausted. Yeah. They've been dancing. But yeah, they were going to dance themselves to death if the Sanders sisters hasn't died, which is kind of funny. Which is wild. Uh, yeah, it was wild. But yeah, that's my favorite song too. There's only like one other song, I think, like the one that Sarah sings when she's like flying over. But I don't think there's like really any other songs. The, I thought, the, I thought the score was good though. I thought it was like spooky. Yeah. It's good. What's the next question? What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> I took a picture of you and it's really funny. Why did you do that? <laughs> um, the next, you try to take pictures with a Graham. I know. And your eyes are all closed. The, uh, the next question would be, like, what's a theme from this movie uh, to apply to your everyday life? Okay. My theme is... I don't really know if it's a theme. It's just like something from this movie. But I think we kind of touched a little bit on it earlier, but don't follow people blindly. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Even if you, I don't know. I just feel like you need life experience that you've experienced by yourself. You need like to experience your own things. And you can't do that if for your whole life you're just following someone blindly. Yeah. Like, you have to gain knowledge on your own. You have to gain that life experience on your own. You have to experience your own emotions, your own thoughts, your own feelings. You have to do what you want to do and not what someone else wants to do or what someone wants you to do. Like, it just is... Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's a really good theme from this movie. I think you can see it throughout the whole thing. I think that they, it's, it's intentional. Like the other two sisters, I don't think are as bad as Winifred. I a thousand percent agree. With like they're not as bad. Like as she's her. just power hungry, and yes. so she's like, yes. I almost wonder. She wants to live forever. That's another thing. She wants to live forever. She wants to look young forever. Yes. And she wants to be so so powerful. And I'm just thinking now, like, I wonder if they can cast spells on each other. I'm sure they can. I um, just wonder if, like, maybe the other, so like maybe the other two. Although they've listened, it's like going down a rabbit hole. But like, I feel like maybe she should put a spell on her sister so that they would just do whatever she wants for the rest of their lives. You know what I mean? It's possible, but I also think that maybe they just like they just go with it because they want to deal with her anger. But like, it almost because if they she hasn't done that, she definitely probably could try. But it's, I think it's one of those where she needs them too. 
like she for for whatever reason like she like she kind of needs him to be successful and so she deals with their incompetence because they're very incompetent they are but maybe that's from a lack of actually like learning things on their own oh, I'm you sure. know what I mean I'm sure um a thing that I would take away is I, I will, I'll start it off by saying I really enjoy um, Max and Danny's relationship, the big brother and little sister. Um, I think I like just how much um, they loved and cared about each other, even though they were going through like a new situation, moving to a new town and all that. Like he didn't even want to take her trick or treating. And then they got in this mess and then he like ended up being really sweet to her. And then and then she was really sweet to him back at some points. So they were mean to each other, too. But I think that the, one of the things that I would take from it is just that family is really important and that you should yeah. take care of the people that you love. Um and I really liked how um, they just looked after each other the whole movie. And like when yeah. she got kidnapped, like he and it was it was really highlighted with Binks and his sister. Like, like he went yeah. after her and he basically gave his like he tried to give his life up to save her. Like, I just love that. Like, I love the theme of just like family is so important. And uh, I love the brother, like the sibling, the brother, sister relationship aspect, too. I really did. I thought that was really yeah, cute. I think it's cool. And even like. They show it in the Sanderson sisters too that like your siblings like really are, yeah. Like for these three families, like so important and so like yeah. I don't know. Well, you need family. You really do. Um, you need friends and you need family, and it was important. And uh, I thought it was yeah. Funny. But I thought they really did a good job of highlighting the brother sister thing. Um, yeah. I think that it can be um, it's really cool when a brother and a sister can like look out for each other and. Especially like Big Brother, Little Sister. I don't know. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a, it's kind of cliche. It like happens in a lot of movies, but I just thought it was sweet. Yeah, and it's like cool. Like even though Max didn't like want to do it, Danny wanted. Like he knew. Like he almost like put his feelings aside, even though he really didn't want to. Yeah. Or he, out of selfish like motivation, like to get Allison's attention. Yeah. Did what Danny wanted. Yeah. So. Well, there's also the scene too where he was like, he was like, well, let's go to the uh, let's go to the haunted house together or the Santa sister house to see it. And then she goes away to change. And then Danny's like, I don't want to go. And he's like, he's like, I'll literally do anything if you please. We got to do this. I need you to yeah. do this. Though. And she's like, you have to wear tights next year. And he was like, <laughs> she's like, fine, I'm going home. He's like, fine, 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 I'll do it. It was just like yeah. really funny. Yeah, for them to like be there for each other and like, I don't know, just help each other out. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. It was uh, it was really cute That's and really nice. sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, like the, I mean, there's other themes in the movie. That's the one that really stuck out to me. Um, do we think that this movie is over or underrated? Adequate. Adequate. I feel like it's very hyped up. Yeah, people like it, especially around like the fall and Halloween. But I feel like it's, I don't. It's not overhyped in my opinion. Like I think it's very much a good movie. Like I think it deserves to be hyped up. I would agree. And I think it's a great fall fall flick. It's a great um, yeah. it's a great October movie. Like as soon as you hit October, start watching it. Yeah. Throw it in there with Harry Potter, throw it in there yeah. with all the other like Nightmare for Christmas, all the other ones. It's great. Yeah, and I think especially now that there's a second one out now too, like it adds the second one adds a lot to the story and I think just like getting to see like both of them now, like Yeah. In a row just makes like the first one I don't know. You know how like you can come out with a sequel and it like makes both movies worse 
Yes. I feel like the sequel came out and like it made both movies better. I like that. I mean, it makes me more excited to watch it because sequels can be, you're right, they're scary. Like, I'll never forget. Um, Toy Story did it with, uh, they did the first one and the second one, and then they waited 10 years for the third one. And all, everyone like myself that was like a huge Toy Story fan, we were terrified the, the third, third one's one. It's gonna suck. It's gonna kill the franchise, but it was, it did not. Yeah. It was great. But um, yeah, you're right. Like, the second movie could kill the first one if it's done. Yeah. Done. And I feel like a lot, of, it's like weird because I feel like a lot of Disney movies, like, I don't know. I just think Disney does a good job with sequels and with like their own like little like movie franchises that they do, like High School Musical or Hocus Pocus or Toy Story or what are some other ones? Like like the like the sequels. Yeah. Yeah, Toy Story is good. Um, they did a great job with the Monsters Inc. with Monsters oh, University. Oh yeah, was great. Monsters Inc. and Monsters um, University. They did. Really great. Um, there's a lot of good ones. I thought that, um, honestly, we haven't talked. I talk- think the, oh, wait, go ahead. I was going to say Lion King. Like, they did Lion King 2, Lion King 1 and a half. No, they were good. Like, I remember them being super popular when I was a kid. Like, they, they, if they're not a slam dunk now, they were when they came out. They were really, yeah, really good. Yeah, I just don't love Lion King. Yeah, I know you don't. Um, <laughs> hot take, it's not one of my favorites either. It's a great movie, but I just saw my favorites. We'll get, we'll, we'll get there. I think, um, the only one I don't think I don't love and, and I don't even know if it's like technically like a sequel but like Finding Nemo and then Finding Dory I like Finding Dory but it's it's a step down from Finding Nemo yeah it's a step like down. I don't think it like made the first one worse but no. it did, definitely didn't make anything better or more and like no. make you want to watch either of them more you know what I mean yeah well let's talk about this for a second it's actually a good topic that we haven't really discussed yet on this podcast there, there's a thing about and you, you really hit the nail on the head with Hocus Pocus there's a thing that you can do with a sequel that's a beautiful thing is you can open up the universe of the world that the first movie was in more and add to it yeah Toy Story did a beautiful job of yes. this so it was just it was just house house next door pizza planet and it was very closed off, brilliantly done, very closed off. Yeah. Then it opens up a little bit more. There's other toys, there's other rooms, there's other, you know, there's Jesse yeah. over at the, you know, the, the, all the, Woody, Woody's whole story with like yeah. the roundup gang and all that opens up more. Yeah. Toy Story 3 happens with the daycare, opens up even more. Yeah. And, then, and then Toy Story 4, open, you know, the world just keeps widening in yeah. beautiful ways. It's great. Monsters Inc. was the same way. You get to find out how they came to Monsters yeah. Inc. Um, it's the same way like that. And it goes on and on. I think, I think the, uh, when, 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 when doing a, uh, a sequel, uh, a director should always ask themselves how am i expanding this universe yeah or how am i telling the story um before the story one of the two things right like you don't necessarily expand the universe i think you should but but even just like expanding the characters yes and um yeah well think about it like with cruella was a great thing like with with a character like cruella when we watched that one um to go back to the backstory of it you had to shrink her character you know because she wasn't like evil you know whatever get you had to like shrink her character down and and make it um and make it smaller to kind of grow the universe and then show how she went from being this child and then just exploded into Cruella same thing with Maleficent so you have to take the big big, bold character and kind of tighten it down and then and then expand from there that's the cool thing about a sequel which I think sequels are are, uh, I'm sorry prequels prequels are hard to get right because you have to take the the, the big characters and you have to shrink them back down whereas with Toy Story with with sequels you get to start at the small Mm -hmm. epicenter and you get to just expand out from it which is kind of and they're both cool 
to do. I think uh, this is honestly like, and you touched on it when we did Maleficent. Sequ- uh, prequels are hard to get right. Like that's why Maleficent was kind of disappointing in a way. It's very subpar. Yeah, <laughs> I liked it, but, but yeah, you're right. Like storytelling wise, it could have been much better. We've already you know talked about that ad nauseum. We did a whole episode about it. But um, yeah, doing a prequel can be very difficult. But I think when prequels are done right, they're so cool. That's why I liked Cruella so much. Like when you bring it back. Yeah, and even like that's what kind of Monsters University is for I was Monsters say, Inc. Like I think that was really good. Yeah, Monsters University was a touch too long in my humble opinion. Well, I thought. I mean, I don't think it was that long. I think it. It just had a long story. It did, but it wasn't just about how they came to be at Monsters, Inc., like, and work there, but how their friendship developed and grew, and I thought that was the most beautiful part of that story. It was. It really was. And um, you're right, though. It took both characters and shrank them down, because, like, in Monsters, Inc., Sully is, like, the wise, like he kind of yeah. like keeps Mike grounded, and you go back to college, and, that's and it was not really is like the opposite. It was the Mike opposite, yeah. Had, was the one who was like almost like very by the book, wanted to study, get it right, do everything he could to like, yeah, be like achieve his goals, and Sully was just like, uh. Yeah, so I'm, I'm a legend. It's in my DNA. Like my dad just, was the best scare ever. Yeah, give me my uh, degree and let's go. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, this is not a Monsters Inc. <laughs> podcast episode, but, um, yeah, I, I love that you're, the points you're making there. It's, it's great. And so I, I love, um, I love sequels and prequels whenever something comes out. I'm so excited. Um, but yeah, there's, it's hard to nail a prequel. Easier to nail a sequel, hard to nail a prequel. And I'm excited yeah. to watch Hocus Pocus. Now that I just watched Hocus Pocus for the first time, I'm excited to watch Hocus Pocus too. It's a good one. Yeah. I mean, you're super excited. Um, what, um, what do we eat or drink when we watch this? We did dinner. Oh, I just remembered. Ah, it wasn't the meal that you cooked the next night. The the lettuce tacos. It was a different one. What was it? Think TJ. Um. It was one of the meals we do. I think it was the tacos. It was, but it wasn't lettuce wraps. It was the tacos, right? No, it was the steak tacos. Steak tacos. That's what it was. Yeah, but we the, had steak tacos. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, I think we just drank the normal things. Seltzers and yeah, seltzers and whiskey. <laughs> I think I had a Cayman Jack Margarita. You did actually on theme because I think we actually watched the movie on Tuesday, Taco Tuesday. We did. You're right. Trying to have a margarita taco. You're right. And then we didn't cook Wednesday because we had youth. And then um, Thursday you cooked lettuce wraps. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, fun fact: since we're talking about Halloween and stuff, um, we did a, a Halloween party on Friday and we uh, did Harry Potter themed. And Courtney did a fantastic job with the decorations. Maybe she'll post a picture on our on our Instagram page, like on a story. But um, she did like the floating candles, and it's really cool in our I living room. Which is hot, which I think is like a popular decoration this year. But I think they look really cool. Um, they do actually look really cool. We were leaving them up through like yeah. Halloween, which is cool to come home to. We came home last night because the candles like don't take a lot of battery, so we're just leaving them on. We came home last night and the living room was on fire because they're, <laughs> they're like flickering and glowing and the, through the glass of the window. Oh, was, yeah. Our front door is like a glass front. It has like a little like glass section in it. And yeah. it's not um, like clear glass. It's almost like it reminds me of. It's very 90s, actually. Our front door. Really? Yeah. It reminds me of what's the almost like stained glass. It's like stained glass with but, no color. But it's not colored. It's exactly what it looks like. And so like the candles because they flicker, they're not real candles. No. The battery operated candles. Yes. Flicker. And it looked very orangey which through is the front quite, door. Which is quite fun. 
It is fun. Yeah, it is fun. I think it's fun. I, I like that the decorations are staying up too. It's keeping me in the Halloween because we had our Halloween party really early because we have a wedding this Friday. And most of the time we plan parties, we do them on Fridays. It's just easier, um, yeah. especially now that I'm uh, off on Saturdays now, which is nice. <laughs> um, but um, so yeah, we just plan it way ahead of time. But it's cool because the decorations are going to stay up all the way and through. I don't know, maybe maybe until Christmas. I'm just kidding. No, they're gonna, they're gonna they're gonna maybe stay up through uh, through Thanksgiving. We'll see what happens. Yeah, sorry, I'm rambling at this point. Um, any other thoughts about this? Um, Back to Hocus Pocus. Courtney's like, what else is new? Anything <laughs> anything else about this uh, about Hocus Pocus? No, I really like it. I think I don't know. I'm just excited to dive into Hocus Pocus two next week. And that's kind of cool. We don't even need to really end this episode. We just need to like pause it and then go into next week and like, yeah, because I think as we dive into Hocus Pocus 2, like we'll be able to, it like you said, it'll open up what we've already seen a little bit more and we'll get to dive into everything a little bit deeper. And I think it'll be super cool. Yeah, I agree. I'm super excited about it. Okay, cool. All right. Any final thoughts? Nope, I'm good. I uh, thanks for making me watch this movie. I actually really enjoyed it. You're I'll welcome. probably watch it every Halloween. Now we could probably we could be going on our list. Yeah. I will say, um, if you haven't watched Hocus Pocus, like if you're one of our younger listeners, oh yeah, watch, watch it. it. It's fun. It's really cool. It'll put you. It'll put you in the spooky mood. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's it for me. Um, Courtney, why don't you tell our, our lovely listeners where they can find us at? Yes. You can find us on Instagram at wish upon a sparks. You can email us at wish upon a sparks at gmail.com. Um, that really be it. <laughs> um, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Join Subscribe, us next week. Yes. Share review. If you're enjoying listening, let us know, and we will see you next week for Hocus Pocus 2. Hocus Pocus 2, and make sure you tune in next week, not just for Hocus Pocus 2, we will be announcing our November lineup. Oh, yeah. The movies we'll be doing in November, so please tune in so that you can hear what we're going to be doing and see if there's something that's up your alley. Um, Yes. As always, thanks for listening. I hope you have a happy Magical Monday or happy whatever magical day of the week it is you're listening to this. Yes. Uh, Bye, friends.